Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. It is Friday the 13th. The last Friday the 13th we had um, was the Friday the 13th that I told Matt, Matt and I and the elders met to say we're going to have to cancel worship gatherings two oh, days I from now. I remember that Zoom call. March 15. So March 13th. Happy- <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> ah, I can't believe we're having two Friday the 13th one year. Does that is that normal? I think it, I don't know. It's 2020. Who knows what's normal? I am, I'm not suspicious at all. And uh, no, 13 is uh, my favorite number. That reminds me of like that line from the office. If anybody watches that where I forget who it is, but they go, I think it's maybe Pam. She goes, I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. <laughs> That's good. Well, welcome everyone. Happy Friday. It's the Bible reading plan podcast. I'm your host, Brennan McConaughey. And uh, my guest this week is Jesse Like, and I've really enjoyed our conversations this week. Jesse, what are some of the themes from this week? If you were to kind of like weave them through the different passages, we had um, Judges four, we had Psalm one twenty three, we had uh, Zephaniah one, and we had First Thessalonians five. Any like themes from our conversations that you want to make sure you hang on to? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, when I read scripture, I'm always looking for attributes or characteristics of God, um, because primarily the Bible's God's story. Um, Now, it also helps us learn a lot about ourselves as people, because it's God's story interacting with people. Um, But the the characteristics of God in this passage are not the feel-good ones that we often talk about. There's judgment and wrath at the evil in the world, and at the evil that his people commit when they rebel. but the big but is that there's also compassion and rescue when there's lament and repentance. Um, so really, I think it's just this huge picture of the, like, or it's really the whole Bible kind of shrunk down into a handful of passages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's the meta narrative in a nutshell. We've got just the theme of rescue, right? Yeah. Theme of rescue. Um, I've been, I mean, the day of the Lord is a big word. It's a huge theme in scripture, the day of the Lord. And uh, because we're mostly New Testament Christians, we hear that as like a good thing. Oh, finally, Jesus is going to come and make all things right. And uh, that's true. And I believe that. But, um, but I think first we have to see the day of the Lord, like Zephaniah says, it's going to be bitter. Like it's going to be painful when Jesus comes back because we probably don't realize all of the sin that we hold onto both personally and communally that is going to have to be burned out of us when Jesus returns. And then yes, we have faith and hope and, um, and assurance that Jesus is going to come rescue us. Um, and it's going to be a glorious day as well. But um, that's something that's good to wrestle with in scripture is the tension between those two things of the day of the Lord Jesus' return being a really hopeful, positive thing, and also something that scripture calls us to dread, literally. 
Um, so that's, that's been a cool uh, theme this week too, I think. Yeah, for sure. All right. We're going to read Matthew 25. We'll see if any of these themes pop up today. Um, and Jesse, let's split this one up because it's a little bit longer. It's Matthew 25 verses 14 through 30. So why don't you read from 14 to 22 and then I'll pick it up from 23 and take it home to 30. Perfect. So this passage starts out with Jesus talking and, and it, there's an it in the very first, like second word. So um, it is the kingdom of God, right? Um, so just kind of that preface is a place to jump in. So it says this in Matthew 25, 14, for it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one, he gave five talents to another two and to another one to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off and at once traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the, the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done. Good and trustworthy slave, you have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who had two talents also came forward saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Thanks. His master said to him, well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew that you are a harsh man reaping what you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, you wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with 10 talents. For, all, for to all those who have, more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, I will throw him to the outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Cool story, huh? Yeah. Okay, what, do you, uh, what are you picking up out of this? So I'm seeing the connection between this parable of Jesus uh -huh. and Zephaniah. Yes. Um, and the the difference, um, maybe the contrast between Zephaniah and Thessalonians of as, a, or Zephaniah and judges, like in Zephaniah, the people of Israel were acting as the one who buried the treasure. They're like, yeah, we're God's people. He's not really involved. He's not going to do anything good. Not going to be bad. We're just going to hang out. We want to be comfortable in our little place, build our homes, which they never get to live in. Mm -hmm. um, but then the other the other two remind me of the beloved in the Thess Thessalonians or of um, Deborah of 
they actively used what God gave them and invested it into what was around them. Um, And they saw a harvest out of that. Um, And it comes from an understanding like this, I think brings it to an understanding of like, they understand who God is and what he desires. Yes. Um, I think that's a really good thing to point out. This really brings together a lot of clarity for these other passages too. Um, Remember what I just said about like fearing the day of the Lord or hoping in the day of the Lord, you know, ultimately people of Jesus have to end up with hope or else we're just paralyzed in fear, you know, Mm. and that's what Jesus does for us. We are, we would be hopeless. We're not for Jesus um, to rescue us and to forgive us from our sin. Otherwise we should be sitting in our sin paralyzed, not able to do anything, you know? Um, but here's the other thing I had about this. Who in the world is able to take 10 talents and make 10 more talents? Like what kind of investment is that? If I put uh, $6,000 into my, my IRA this year, if I was to max that out and next year I got another $6,000, you'd be like, what in the world kind of investments did you make? Right? Like Jesse, you do finance stuff. Like what kind of investment would that have been? Well, you might have gotten lucky on an IPO and they doubled their valuation. I mean, you'd have to risk, you'd be a high risk investment where you have right. a possibility of right. losing everything. Right, this is not everything. a 3%, uh, you know, cautiously invested. Uh, you're not buying bonds and getting, you're not getting no, 100% no, 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 return no. on bonds. <laughs> this is like horse racing, right? <laughs> yeah, you're, bet, you're betting it all. You're putting it all out there. Yeah, I remember we... Um, I went on a backpacking trip with my brother and I told my, some of my brother stories. Maybe I'm missing my brother this week. Um, I told, I, I uh, went on a backpacking trip with my brother and a few other friends um, a number of years ago. And we were driving through Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey, Nevada. Um, and uh, we had, we were on our way back from our backpacking trip. We drove through Las Vegas, which is just in the middle of the desert, just I, I don't think I would ever want to go there just to hang out. A lot of people like the whole scene, but we decided let's go, um, let's go, you know, gamble. Just let's just do one thing, you know, let's, uh, let's pool our money together. We're all going to take 20 bucks and put it in. So we had like a hundred bucks. Right. And we're like, let's, uh, let's see if we can get some money back and maybe we'll be able to have lunch, you know, buy lunch off of it or something like that. So we walk into the the casino. We're all, we just, we're so filthy dirty from our trip and we have no idea what we're doing. None of us has gambled before. And we're all talking about what we should put it towards. Like some people are like, let's do, let's, you know, cash in for like um, coins and then we'll do, you know, the uh, slot machines. Uh, Other people are like, let's play blackjack or, you know, whatever. My brother has the money in his hand, the cash. And he just walks up to uh, the roulette table and just says, uh, we're going to put it on black. And he just does it without asking any of us. And he just puts it down. And we're like, wait, what? You already put it down? And the guy rolls it and it's a red. And he's like, You're done. we're like, yeah, my brother, the guy, you know, roll, he does the spin and it lands on a red. And, and my, we're all like, what are you doing? You just wasted our money. And he's like, well, I, I just had to try something. We were so upset with him because he just lost all our money. But that's like, that's the kind of risk it is, right? Like the slave taking all the, all the cash 
all 10 talents, if you want to make double on your money, you're doing something so foolish, right? Like if you want to turn it around and make, make double your money, you're going to have to do something that's extremely risky, right? Mm -hmm. So I just, I think it's so funny that Jesus is, is um, commending that kind of behavior to be like, you know what? You've been given, you've been given 10 talents. I want you to take it to the horses. You know, I want you to like bet it, you know, you know, bet it on the 10 to one odds. You know, I want you to, I want you to like put this on uh, all the money on one number, you know, and go to town. Like these people could have just as easily have lost. And I wonder if when Jesus returned, if, if they said, Hey, you gave me 10 talents. I, uh, I tried to do it. And I, you know, I lost it all. I wonder if Jesus would have been like, Hey, you know what? You, uh, you risked it all. You, you went for it. And, uh, I commend that versus the person who just buried it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just like when I dive into this passage, I'm like, this is crazy. Why in the world would Jesus be encouraging this kind of risky behavior? Other than that, like, that image of Deborah of being able to be like, you know what, we're going to, you know, we're going to go into the hornet's nest. We're going to go straight into the action where the people are suffering the, the most danger. And uh, we're going to rescue people. Um, or the, the, you know, the children of the light who are called to live a counter cultural lifestyle um, and to put on the armor of God in order to witness to a kingdom that, um, is coming. Um, those are risky behaviors that Jesus wants to see his people taking. And, uh, and more often than not, we end up like the wicked and lazy servant who takes their talent and kind of just tucks in their pocket, sits on their hand and hopes, you know, hopes they don't get into too much trouble. Yeah, like more interested in sitting behind the fortified wall where it's comfortable rather than um, being all all in and going out into. Um, and I think, you know, the beauty of it is, is we have the promise and the hope that the kingdom that we get to be risky with isn't reliant on our ability to succeed. Um, and so we can go with confidence even in even if outwardly we fail mm -hmm. um, that the kingdom that we're, we're kind of brought into that we are brought into is the beloved is not one that relies upon us. Um, yeah. In other words, when I, the horse that I'm betting on, if I'm taking it to the horse races, the horse I'm betting on is not just some random horse. It's Jesus. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and uh, the number I'm putting it on, is not just some random number. I'm just, you know, picking out of a hat and going, well, like my brother, I hope this one is the one. Oh, I guess it's not. The number is Jesus. And um, it's, I think Jesus is basically saying, I know that by following me, you are putting your whole life on the line. Everything I've given you, you're putting it back on the line and risking it all. Are you going to trust me with it? Exactly. I am the winning horse and I've got, the world is saying I've got 10 to one odds. I've got a hundred and one odds. Um, but put it all on me and, and I'll double your money basically. 
you know, oh. I, I, I will, I will win. Um, it may look like when I'm rounding the corner, I'm in the back and you might feel like you might want to change your horse before it all ends. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's, I where, that's where our analogies kind of fall apart is that in the short term, betting on Jesus is going to oftentimes lead to what looks right. like failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus weeks after this time is dead. Mm-hmm there's not much more failure for a king, a leader of a movement than to be dead. Yep. But days later from that, he's again alive. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's kind of the, the, what the outlook of the kingdom is that it's, we have to get over trying to protect what we have till a later time and let go of it because yeah. we know that there's a promise of, something better and it's not more it's different um it's not like this prosperity we gain it's relationship with with the king mm-hmm. yeah that's good well jesse thank you for joining me this week on the podcast really appreciate our conversations and uh more than what I've learned this week. I just feel like I've been able to experience a little bit more of the kingdom of God as we talk about these things. I'm reminded of what the kingdom is like. I am encouraged and I feel hopeful, more hopeful than I did before we had these conversations. Um, feel hopeful in Jesus' return mm-hmm. and in, um, the, in whatever investments I need to make, whatever sacrifices I need to make to put my money on his horse. Um, I, I'm more willing to do that now than when we started our conversations. So thanks for that, Jesse. And thank you everyone for joining our week of podcasts. If you didn't get a chance to listen to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you can always go back and listen to those. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast because we're going to have episodes coming up. I think this next Monday is going to be Ashton Tourson. So uh, unless things change between now and then, um, but I'm excited for the next uh, week, weeks coming of guests and uh, hope you join us for that too. Um, and I think I am preaching this Sunday too. So we'll see you guys on Sunday morning. You can join our YouTube live stream um, or join us in person. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.